Welcome, addicts, back to One for Paul. I am Carl Rowland, and joining me as always is the um, uncultured pop culturalist, Mr. Paul Druid. I come from a place where there are no movies. Canada? Yeah. You have your own film industry. Do we? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like Bob and Doug McKenzie movies? Who are they? What? What's a movie? You don't know who Bob and Doug McKenzie are? What's a screen? (laughs) Carl, what are we doing here? We are continuing on, um, I'm calling this the road to reboot for you. I know it's the name of the documentary series behind Jay and Silent Bob reboot, but I want you ready and versed in Kevin Smith movies when that movie comes out, which is looking at the beginning of next year. Okay. So we've got like another eight months to make sure you've seen all the Kevin Smith movies that I'm- are relevant to Jay and Silent Bob reboot, including and culminating with most probably the review before we see it, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I'm calling this uh, the indoctrination miniseries where you indoctrinate me in the the cult of Kevin Smith. Yeah, which isn't difficult because most people who see see these movies usually join the cult or think they're stupid. Well, by the end of this one, we'll know whether uh, whether I've attended any meetings or have been handed a card in the street or somebody's knocked at my door yet and saying, hey, brothers and sisters, would you be interested in a copy of Jay and Silent Bob? No, but, but, but what, the movie we're talking about today on this one for Paul is Mallrats. That's right. The... We're welcome to Fall Bats, the Pixar coming of age story about a young bat learning to fly. No, no. <laughs> I dare you, sir. This is the 1994... Five. Five. My bad. Yeah, because Chase's name is 96, 97, yeah. Um, so we are talking about the 1995 uh, Miramax directed by Kevin Smith. This is his first feature film because was Clerk, clerks not a feature is an independent movie oh because fe- he, sh- he shot it on his own this is the first one with studio backing oh so that's what counts as a feature film this is first feature yes. oh okay i didn't i never knew what feature film meant i thought it just meant a long um, one um, um feature movie means a full movie but it's the first one with studio backing this is the first time he it's not his money it's someone else's money that he's been given granted it was only six million but this is the 90s that's quite a big budget for a first director it's still a Good budget for us for like this kind of film because it's mm. really a couple all of locations. Sh- all, shot, all shot in one mall. Couple of uh, there's a couple of locations. Mm-hmm. Relatively unknown actors at the time. I think a bunch of TV actors because there were a uh, few people who were sort of they'd worked with him before. With uh, two of the only two of them. Uh, well, you had, you had Shannon Elizabeth, Shannon Moore. Sorry, mm-hmm. obviously from nine hundred two one zero and um, no Sharon Doherty. Oh, God, what was that? Shannon Doherty. Sorry who was in 90210 and Charmed, she was the biggest star in the movie, mm. if you don't count a certain cameo, uh, which is be- predates all other cameos. I just like No that. other cameos had ever happened in history before of this, this one. Of this particular gentleman who's famous Kevin for Smith his cameo. Kevin Smith invented the cameo. Of this particular car- man's cameos, yes. Well. Um, and it's his longest cameo So anything. So uh, among the, the Kevin Smith oeuvre, mm. what, where does this place for you? Uh, More Rats is a tight second. Tight second. Tight second. To is Clerks my, first? Clerks is, still, Clerks is still my favorite. Okay. I have a soft spot for More Rats because it was one of those films that I was introduced to at the right age, and especially because I just become a comic book collector when I started when I w- watch More Rats. Okay. The first time. But again, it was during that rabbit hole of I saw Jay and Silent Bob reboot before any of the other Kevin Smith movies. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Sorry, I was going to say, isn't movie. reboot coming out? coming out? Yes. Yeah. Well, as, just not long completed filming. As we're sitting here in 2019, it's about to come out. In May of 2019. So you are not, in fact, a time traveler. No. 
Um, <laughs> Spoilers! Christ! That's, uh, that's out of context. You don't, nobody knows what I'm talking about. Oh, unless I give them context by yelling Stop the giving, word spoilers. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> well, uh, I, I, sorry. We're about to discuss Morats. Um, yeah. This, um, so we'll kick off with the beginning of the, can you just, can you give me the, op- uh, just the opening scene of your, the movie that you saw? Cause I just want to make sure that you, what cut you've seen. Cause I might have Oh, seen are there more than one cut? Was there, was the TS at a reenactment at the beginning of the movie you watched? Fade into a governor's ball at Monmouth University. Yeah, I sent you the wrong version. Oh. You've I got see. the full, the original full cinematic release version. Oh, is that bad? No. I would yeah. have thought the full version would be the one I'd want to see. No, this is the... Certain bits are changed. Oh. But um, can you... Um, the review you need to know, the bit you need to know, really, the film starts with uh, the monologue about my cousin got a gerbil stuck up his ass. Or did you not get that? My cousin got a... I don't remember it. So uh, um, little- it's 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 Brody doing an, a thing. It's just like um, I got an interesting story. My cousin once got a gerbil stuck up his ass. True story. You know, he's, this guy was just ce- um, celebrated. Uh, oh no, my cousin tried to steal his stick a cat up his ass. He was just every time he's been found. I, uh, next week I saw him at the mall, another cat. And he's like, "Dude, what are you doing? That cat's just gonna get stuck up your ass again." He's like, "Brody, how else am I gonna get the gerbil out?" My cousin was a weird guy. Uh, no, I don't yeah, recognize that version. at all. Um, that's my fault. The, oh. I can go from your version, though. I know both. Okay, so I saw the wrong version. No, I sent you the wrong version. No, but like the, I, whatever the cause of it is, I should have seen another version, which is the definitive. One. I couldn't find that link. No, but like it, it, I get that. What what mm-hmm. I'm saying is there there is yet as yet out there a. The, the true mall rats for the true believers yeah, that but, I have not yet. But you actually got the original mall rats. So this is the one that came out in 95. Yes. This is okay. the cinematic released one. That made about a million dollars in the cinema. Oh, yes, yeah, a sixth of its money. Did not do well. Like a box office though. A box office. Did it at least make some up on yeah, oh, No, it's a cult classic now. It's made its money back now. And the okay. producer has always wanted to do a sequel, which was literally going to call Mall Rats 2 Die Hard in a Mall. <laughs> All right. God rest his zombie bones. So we're go, going... Go from your review. I can right, go. so the version that I saw, we fade into a governor's ball at Monmouth University in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And the governor enjoys a drink, evidently, and is annoyed by her seemingly over-invasive security detail. Mm-hmm. Which is T.S. Hmm? Which is T.S.? No, no, it's just a couple of dudes in All suits right. and glasses. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a guy called Jerry here, bald dude, who's got a grant... And the governor is giving him a grant and is saying, uh, we're going to give you a grant to make it like a TV station thing happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, like they're doing Captain Exposition first scene stuff here. It's whatever. So we've got a suck up dude looking for more money, bit of a toady man, and mm-hmm. a governor who I don't think we ever see again. No. So meanwhile on the roof, uh, a serious astronomer is working with her telescope. Cue irresponsible handling of a firearm by a man dressed in Revolutionary War costume. T.S. As in Elliot? No, T.S. is the character. I know, but did they name him after T.S. Elliot? I'm guessing, Kevin Smith, knowing Kevin Smith, yes. Okay. Yeah. It seems like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel like reading poetry again because it gives me flashbacks to English class like 20 years ago. Yeah, I I don't fancy memories of that dunce hat. 
You still had a dunce hat? We should bring that back. No, no. It, we again, bring back the dunce hat. Again, I was wearing it ironically. <laughs> Before irony was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a trendsetter, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my. So they, he is up there with his girlfriend, and he's being very irresponsible with a prop gun. But he is going to be in a play later, mm. and he wants her to see the play because he's in it, and I guess he's pretty proud of it, though it's admittedly quite lame. Yes. You could have fooled me from the costume. It looks like a fucking dope costume. Um, I think that the Miramax had not long done something, period, and oh. like, just <laughs> gave him the costume. Oh, so this could be, like, literally a... Yeah. What would they have made? Uh, Patriot? If that was just a The Patriot, that's hilarious. I think, you know, I think it would have been around some of The Patriot or something like that. But that, again, they had access, um, Kevin Smith, because of the small budget, had access to the prop locker. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So why make an extra yeah, 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 costume yeah, yeah. if you don't have to? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so they're planning a trip to Florida together, which suddenly she can't make because her dad needs her to do something. Yes. Perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. And T.S is upset, I think reasonably upset, but also overreacts like a fucking child. Yeah. Well, he's got a plan for what he wants to do in Florida. Well, yeah, hmm. he does have a plan for what he's going to do in Florida. Her. And, yeah, well, <laughs> among other things. Yes. Her. Hmm. But we'll get to that when we meet my favorite character and the character I've modeled my, a good chunk of he my team. He says that, I mean, he talks about it in the next scene. Are you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway. yeah but who's who he's talking with? Gentleman in a bathrobe. He tells her in this scene. You see, this is the difference. Oh, yeah. In, in the in the movie, it kicks off with that scene where T.S. just turns up. They let the scene. Oh, they do in media's res later on. Yeah, basically, oh, okay, yeah. Um, he finds out that she's not coming on the holiday in the main movie outside of his dad's place as his dad's getting ready. Okay. As her dad's getting ready. And um, Got it. he basically, she breaks up with him and he heads to Brody's house. Got it. Yeah, okay, so in this version, uh, they're on the roof, and mm. his gun gets stuck in her hair yeah. as they're uh, having a bit of a... To-do. Ha- having a bit of a to-do. Mm-hmm. And while they're having this kerfuffle, the rifle accidentally sort of peeks over the top of a wall mm-hmm. and appears to the oversensitive and slightly twitchy security personnel that there is a terrorist on the roof a aiming sni- yeah, a sniper a, <laughs> taping a rifle at the at the gen- general no the the governor yeah starts with a g come on help me out i'm i'm tired i was working the at gov- two last night the, the governator <laughs> the governator herself mm-hmm. now uh, just a slight note here mm. real talk that that weapon fires mm. it fire it that means it's a real gun firing a blank, or it's like a tube firing some sort of it's a blank. explosive it's a charge. Blank gun. Yeah, this is this is a university uh, or college production, so they yeah. would have they would have budgets for blanks. Which, which means that this asshole aimed a gun <laughs> at his girlfriend's head with his finger on the fucking trigger. I don't care if it's loaded. Every gun is always loaded. You asshole. It that's fuck, right? I like I know I, I, every time with this gun safety is don't fuck around with this yeah, even in movies. Seriously, I, I agree with you. 
that's I'm like, more sure ugh. this is the point of contention you have with this movie, considering where that's we're the, we're that's about. That's the first going. of several. Yeah, I was going to say the first of several. It's we're, the first one where I was like, okay, it's a movie. I get it. Like they didn't have an armorer on the movie to tell them. Okay. No, seriously, there there should have been somebody on. Yeah, set there was, but again, it's saying, part of the, it's this. part of the script. I get it. Yeah, it's, he's supposed it's, to be complaining. He's supposed to be fucking around the gun. Knowing him, he most probably thinks it's not loaded, ready for the show anyway. He's just already picked up his prop gun yeah, to go hang out with his He missus. thinks it's a prop. I get yeah, that. Yeah. But, like, literally, the number of people who die thinking shit is props, mm-hmm. nothing is a prop. If it looks like a gun, it is a gun, and it's always loaded. Just, just your PSA for anybody who's ever on a film set. If it's if it looks like a gun, it is a gun. Yeah. Unless you know 100% and you built the fucking thing, and even then, don't aim it at people. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, this is just, a whole episode of iZombie. I don't think I've seen iZombie. Yeah, uh, they literally do an episode where a guy gets killed on set because they swapped out a prop gun with a fake gun. As a guy who's worked on film sets, that and that's terrifying. And that's how you lo- and that's how we lost Brandon Routh as well. But that was a mishap with a prop gun. That's a, a similar thing is how we lost. I think the singer from the band Boston, whose last words were, "Don't worry, it's not real," mm. because he took a gun and like a handgun and aimed it at his own head and pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm thinking that it was unloaded or not real and it was loaded and was real and he died yeah we will fuck like duh, duh. anytime i see this shit in movies i'm like i know it's a movie i know it's fake i know they were probably on set fine but anytime like, this is still aimed at teenagers who it's may why, or may not have ever handled a firearm fuck this it's why I, as i said to people all the time i got a similar thing is like, i can watch the most glorious um hell scene of like gripping blood and guts that does not bother me in the slightest because i know it's fake i know it's props and i most really know how mm. to, i could most really replicate some of this at home actual footage of surgeries Ooh. you can go do one. Oh, oh, yeah me too no nope. to, to quote our host who's not here get in the fucking sea um mm. but let's continue on the oh movie. my teeth that makes my teeth because i have to give you the it. alternative take yeah so the the take here is that they're on the roof and they have this whole thing happen uh so everybody hits the deck and jerry there having tackled the governor mm. to get her to safety says <sighs> it's just so quaint they have a line here your average terrorist is showman first killer second to mm. explain why they're not actually shooting yeah Ah, uh, yes welcome to the 90s when men were men women were women and horrific acts of terror were played for laughs of course Ah, the world has changed so fucking much. So oh, yeah. Fu- I had to pause here and be like, huh, shit, crazy. Uh, yeah, so Jerry says, you know, I blame the parents. <laughs> Don't we all? To which his daughter from the roof yells, Daddy! Yeah. I, just perfect comedy. Like, I know it's cliche, I know it's whatever, but fuck, it's good. But you, know, you know who the dad is, right? Uh, Jerry. But, you know who Jerry is. He's the dad. In, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know. Is he in the Marvel Cinematic? I don't know who that is. It's Yondu. That's Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. That, the Which guy, the bald guy. Which who's one's her? Yeah, dad. yeah. Who's Yondu? Blue. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Finn. Yondu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Mary fucking Poppin' Joe. That guy. Yes. That's him? That's Michael Rooker. Oh, that's fuck, Yondu. That's crazy. Yeah. That's I did, oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's a good makeup job then. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even clock like, on. Blew him up and give him jacket teeth. <laughs> I think it blew him up. Is a, is a, mm. They color his skin blue. Got it. And knowing Michael Rooker, he most probably got blown on that set as well. <laughs> I don't know anything I, about I'm just saying he pulls, funny. man. He pulls. Sure. He was Merlin. 
Okay. Yeah, it turns out Jerry's got some anger issues and a poor grasp of vocabulary because after this whole thing goes down and he tries mm-hmm. to reassure the governor that everything's fine, she tears up the checks mm-hmm. and he's very upset about this, reasonably so, I think, because he's just seen like the, his whole plan fall into ruin because of a fucking kid. Yeah. I would also be upset. But uh, he, he sort of grabs his daughter's boyfriend by mm-hmm. the fucking collar and yeah. all, but yell, uh, all but screams at him. Mm-hmm. Showing, I think, some restraint, but he's still got anger issues, right? Yeah, and it carries on into the next day. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out T.S. has no precept of what anything means. No. I mean, I think he means concept. Yeah. I don't know why I was just like that line. I was trying to make a joke and make it uh, funny here. Funny. I don't think it's going to work. Nah, it's a hard one. It's hard to do because it's, anyway. But yeah, T.S. has fucking screwed everything up so bad that his girlfriend and would-be fiancé mm-hmm. has broken up with him yep. for ruining her father's career. Mm-hmm. They were going to go to Florida and get engaged, but that's clearly not happening now, and no amount of mall-based hijinks is ever going to change her mind. Well, let's give that a second. No, I mean, clearly not. The movie's over. Mm-hmm. Roll credits. I mean, roll intro sequence, which was actually pretty fabulous. All the comic book covers and stuff like that. Yeah, it was super stylish. I liked it. It was sort of out Kevin of nowhere. Kevin Smith in 1995 called Ben Affleck being Batman with the Avengers of Batman. Uh, what? One of the, the, the cover that's for Ben Affleck yeah. is the Avengers of Batman. Oh. So in 1995, Kevin Smith called him being Batman by calling him Batman. Neat. Yes. The different of the, the version that I know and the version that's considered the Moritz version, um, there's only there's shots of the mall, the gerbil story, yeah, and then it goes into that. The movie opens up with T.S. coming to pick Brandy up to go to uh, Florida. Brandy telling him, I can't go. I need to be on this game show. And she's like, why? You don't need to be on this game show. And he was like, do you remember Julie Dwyer? She's like, yeah, why? This name will make sense in a minute when I explain uh, she died in the NYC pool yesterday, mid-backstroke. She had a brain embolism and she died because you told her that the camera adds five pounds. So she's she's had a weight problem. So essentially, TS forced this girl to go to the YMCA and swim laps because she was conscious about her weight. She had an embolism and died after a statement she said. So she has to replace her in the TV show because TS accidentally killed this girl. Or contributed to her death. Contributed. I, guess. To I mean, her that's death. that's not like manslaughter. No, that's no, no, like no, 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 unfortunate. Unfortunate. Mis- yeah, but he's he not- didn't pull a trigger near her. He wasn't no, 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 that irresponsible. It's unfortunately, but his comment led her led to her death. Well, yeah, okay. So I think I missed that then. But that's the only difference. And Michael Rooker's in his house getting ready, and you see him without a towel, so you do see Yondu's ass for two minutes. You see his ass later, anyway. Yeah, you do. So I mean, I don't feel like I'm cheated that much. But that, and then that leads us, to, and then that leads us to Brody. Yeah. So uh, there's this asshole with a girl who's putting up with far too much of his bullshit. This is the '90s. I even by <laughs> yeah, '90s no, no, standards. No, 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 I know. Even by '90s standards, this is bullshit. Yeah, he makes her hide under the bed when her mum comes. No, doesn't doesn't introduce her to her. No, mother. he doesn't do that. That's like mentioned later. Yeah. They just like she wakes up in this sort of like single bed, mm-hmm. like teenager bed, with this grown man who's like showing no interest in the girl he just slept with. No, nope, he's looking for his controller to can finish. Yeah, to can finish a a game of like a fucking hockey, hockey game. video game on the Sega but, Saturn, I think. But Portland, the whale. This is a one in a million life t- a chance. Yeah. 
I quite like how they, uh, it, it was either in the game itself that they couldn't get licensing to the team names. Yeah. Or they made up team names. Made up team names. Yeah. No, knowing Kevin Smith made up team names. Yeah, probably. Uh, but, but it was um, fun. I'm always up for a hockey cameo. She gives him a letter. Yeah. He reads it. Well, I mean, there's a there's a section I want to call out here yeah. where she's like, I'm going to the bathroom. What, the, what do you do in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom for a half hour every morning? And her answer is, I cry. Yeah, paraphrasing her a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think about all the amazing people living big lives and making a difference. I think about all of that, and I cry because I have nothing better to do than fuck you. Mm-hmm. Then throws him a letter. Fuck, that's a breakup line. Mm-hmm. God, that's vicious. As but he deserves as she, it. As she's getting ready to sneak out of the basement. Yeah, through the, like, clearly she's done this before. It's routine to yeah, her. Yeah. She's not, like, looking for shit to do. She, she knows exactly which... Uh, furniture to pile up to get out of the little comfortably get out the window i don't know if you have that even here the tiny like little half windows into basements some places do but a few and far between a basement's not really a concept we have in the uk you you more than likely have a garage yeah certainly not in london no no in london then it's shouted out by after he while he's reading later she crawls out and she's like is this because i didn't introduce you to my mother yeah no he he's a giant asshole Still not cool to call him a retard, though, because, and I, I like, again, the 90s. This one, I'm like, okay, that's just shit we said back then, mm-hmm. and nobody should be proud of it. No, but it, no, no, no. At the time, in context, it just meant, like, idiot, right? But yeah, still not cool to call him a retard. <laughs> but it go, she goes off, TS turns up at the house. Yeah, and you see in the media is hounding TS, who escapes to Brody's house. Um, In, the, in my version... He just goes to, he's just broken up with Brandy and goes to T.S.'s house. That's the only difference. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is kind of cool. I quite like that I watched a different version now because we get to compare no, cool it, stuff. There's, there's only little changes after this. Yeah, I like it. it's basically the same movie. So it's mostly the intro. And one scene, and the, uh, what Jay says is different. Oh, okay. So later on, there's also some differences. Cool. I, I just like the fact that once you get, get to, to once we get to the mall, it's practically the same movie. But I told you, mall-based hijinks are not going to solve anybody's problems. Oh, clearly. yeah, they will. I mean, I don't believe you. Clearly, I'll have to spend the next hour and 22 minutes to... We do not have that <laughs> kind of time. Let's continue. Yeah, so they're at the house. They're both just broken up with their girlfriends, and they're like, well, shit, let's go to the mall. Or rather, Brody says, let's go to the mall. TS is nonplussed about this idea, well, but they end up going to the Because they want to go to... Because TS is talking about the new cookie place that's opened up where that TS has got to try... But um, I love. I lo- yeah, it's this- a cookie place I- in the food court, right? I- it's not in the food court. It is. No, it's not. It's on the. It's a- it's a bearable for me. More stacking. It's on the second floor of the food court. Is it the designated square on the bottom floor? I can quote this movie, <laughs> and you know I can. I didn't even know you could, <laughs> and I sort of assumed. Yeah. And I'm just gonna feed you shit. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's fine. Strap um, in, kids. I- the bit that gets me and why I love Brody is because I've had that exact conversation with non comic book collecting friends especially when i was just into my collection is touch not yet gb touched you what why are you so horrible writing comics oh yeah, yeah i was willing to teach you about comics when we were younger but no you wanted to go and play little league instead <laughs> you had little league here football fan uh, i think it was called uh the, like it was football yeah i did it for like two months because my mom thought i would get into sports not realizing i'm a huge nerd and when and the Saturdays when it started like, oh, we're going to miss football, I was never bummed about it. Yeah. I was more upset that I was being forced to go play football. Gotcha. 
go sports team. I think sports won today. Yeah, but uh, Brody and TS head to the Zamal. And it's Brody walking in with his little Pepsi cup. Well, not yet, though, because they figure they'll go to Brandy's place to try to patch things up with, uh, what's it? Mm. Where there's media out front of a particularly tabloidish nature. Yeah. Brody offers to distract them so that they don't harass T.S. as he's trying to Mm -hmm. go to his girlfriend's house to try to make up with her and whatever. So they go to the house of his girlfriend. Hmm. That was a awkward way to say they go to his girlfriend's house saved it i did except now i have to keep it in because you made reference to <laughs> yeah it. i do fuck <laughs> why must you highlight my mistakes because you do it to me all the time yeah but it's funny when oh god is that what i've been doing to you Shit, I'm <laughs> no, sorry. no 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 i'm joking <laughs> so again I again i love i i prefer the mistakes being kept in oh yeah fair enough it makes it real I mean, Stephen Larson, my, my favorite YouTubers, they they all have like the pauses when they're thinking about questions. They don't even cut out the pauses. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, but continue. Yeah, so at the house, uh, while Brody is trying to distract the... He does a bit too good of a job of distracting the, the news crew because they say to the news crew, oh yeah, I, I'm their neighbor, and also I know everything about them, and mm. they used to have satanic rituals. As Brody would we want to do. Yeah, he's. I'm trying to figure out like a D and D alignment for him. Oh, he's chaotic for sure. He's chaotic good. Uh, okay, mm. chaotic, chaotic neutral. I think because he just yeah. does shit for shits and giggles. Yeah, and sometimes I, it's. I'd good. say chaotic neutral at this point in the movie, but he becomes chaotic good, especially at the end. I think he remains chaotic neutral, but does good things. I don't think it's enough to shift alignment. You don't get your own talk show being chaotic neutral. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, you'd have to be at least evil for that. You need to be on one of the extremes, extremes yeah. of the... Nobody's going to watch a person who just does shit. And no offense, you got a pedophile convicted. Um, <laughs> skipping ahead, but... Yeah, we could Yeah, we could talk about that. Yeah, later. We'll, I, I think we'll get, we'll get to yeah. that when we meet her. Yeah, she's... I kind of, I just want to skip ahead right now, but no, we can't because there is naked Yandu ass. Yes, that's the scenes you're seeing there are what is cut out, replaced earlier when uh, Brandy and Thing are talking. Oh, okay. So they reorder the scenes a little. Okay, I got you. Basically, this happens now. They cut out the whole governor stuff and just, it's just the reason she, he, his dad hates him. It's just, it's like. They just have it on the onset that her dad doesn't like him. Yeah, I could see cutting that first scene. I, I, yeah. I would agree with that decision personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see the other version now. That's kind of cool. And if you go to CEX and pick up any like 50p version or more access, the version you're going to get. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I saw the weird original. The yeah, the because yeah. it's, it's the called the def, the original cut. Mm. It's more readily available online, and it was released more recently, so it's more. Available. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he threw it out with the anniversary. But yes, in this scene, reporters behaving unethically and also illegally by trespassing on the dude's properties mm. and just shoving a camera through his window of a private property while he's naked. Uh, so he makes things much better by exiting the property with a shotgun and waving it around at people. I'm pretty sure at a couple of points, he levels it at his daughter by accident. That's uh, Once again, Gun Safety 101, fuck this guy. That's a nod to Dazed and Confused. Uh, to what? Dazed and Confused. The the Led Zeppelin song? No, Dazed and Confused, the uh, Richard Linklater movie, which came out literally a couple of years before this. 
which is one the of my favorite. Who movie? Dazed and Confused. Who's, Richard, Richard Linklater. Link Richard Linklater is a Link director. Later. He did Slacker, Boy. Boy Boyhood's his most recent movie. Haven't seen this. Uh, he did School to Rock. Oh, that guy. Yeah, like, I like that. Mm. That's the one most people know him for. But he's done a bunch of movies. Oh, good. I'm not just being obtuse then. No, but- and but Slacker was the inspiration for Clerks. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it might be cool to see that as well. Mm. I do recommend Slacker. But Days and Confused is one of my all-time favorite movies. Which also features a, long, a young Joey Adams and a young Ben Affleck and the brother of T.S. Who's, who pretty much looks the same as him. The brother of T.S. or the brother of the actor playing? Brother of the actor playing. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. Jer- there's, J- there's James and Jeremy and Jeremy's in Mallrats and James is in Days of Confusion. Okay. But yeah, Brody seems to really thrive in front of the camera because mm. he's like, oh, you're going to put me on TV? Yeah, I'll give an interview <laughs> and make shit up. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Works out better later on. It does. T.S. has found Brandy by tapping on the window, Mm -hmm. 90s movie style, and... We get to the mall at some point. He flies off the handle ladder Mm. for some reason, and uh, it seems to me that T.S. and Jerry are quite similar characters in a lot of ways. They both have real anger issues. They they both kind of treat Brandy like a piece of shit. A little bit. To a degree, but... Bra- but uh, they T- both clearly T- love her. T.S. comes around. Yeah, they both clearly love her, but they, mm-hmm. it's like they're taking their shit out on her, which is not fair to anybody. I oh, think. no, not at all. Can we get to the mall now? Yeah, I think that's all we need to say about that section. Yeah, so we get to... So we move up to uh, T.S. and Brody heading to the mall. They go in, and one of the best lines, is while Brody is holding his tiny cup... So, is- Carl, who is the cute, short-haired girl who just appears behind Brody and licks her lips at him? Hmm? There's just a random scene where they're going from the car to the mall and yeah. this like super shaved head girl comes up behind That's Brody from my version. and like taps him on the shoulder. He seems to know her smiles and she licks her lips at him. Oh, I think that's just somebody, another mall rat. It's and another person another... who just hangs out at the mall that he knows. That was not clear. I was like, who yeah. the fuck? And yeah. never see her again. No, it's just literally. Like, not even in the background. I looked, and the second time I saw it, I was like, she's nowhere. No. Fuck, who is this mystery Brody person? Brody walks into the mall, breathing deeply, and goes, I love the smell of commerce in the morning. He does. I do also like his tiny cup. Is that espresso? Uh, no, it's it's Pepsi. I didn't even know you could get a Pepsi that small. It's a sample cup that you, um, it's a... Oh, it's like the condiment cups for yeah, ketchup, yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah, oh, yeah. Brody. It's like, a, it's it's just so he can get it refilled and no one will charge him. Oh, Brody, that's it's based on something and like, chaotic neutral, man. I'm telling you, chaotic neutral. It's based on Walt Flanagan's Kevin Smith's friend who one comic, com, comic book show they went to to New York. He carried around a small cup of of, of Pepsi that he just sipped from all just day. Tiny cup, yeah, just a tiny. This cup. This strikes me as one he, of those. He used it so he could gesture. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's the same with like people with ridic- with pipes and. Uh, how are you even supposed to point at things if you're not holding a pipe? Yeah. Uh, Looks we, like a stage is being erected, yes, Carl. Yes, this is when you find out that this is where uh, Jerry or Tia, uh, Brandy's dad's doing her show, which is True or Date. God, that's even a bad name for a show. Oh, yeah. It, why don't they bring back good shows like BJ and the Bear? That's a show I can get down with. Some guy and his monkey. I may have watched this movie once or twice. Um, they also find Willem. Willem, who is looking to who's um, obsessed with a magic eye picture. Oh, hey, a sailboat. It's a schooner, you asshole. Um <laughs> I'm somebody schooner, put somebody put schooner up a schooner is a sailboat. I know someone put up a magic eye photo, a, a picture of a paint 
by numbers on my Facebook recently. Oh, yeah. And I went, it's a jackal. Is it a jackal? Jackal. <laughs> and everybody's just quoting more rats after it. And I'm like, it's not a magic eye picture. That's funny if it's a magic eye picture. Yeah, jackal is a family guy reference. It's a family guy reference. Yeah, there you go. But Billum's there. He's got his sandwich. Billum. So, Billum. Willem. Billum. Is it Billum? Billum. They call him Willem on several occasions. No, but it changes between the two. But it's Billum. Oh, okay. Um, but they go off and uh, T.S. is just like, oh, we should just get, we should just destroy the stage. I just want this to be over. Brody's like, I, I, I think I'm pretty sure I can get somebody who can help us. All right. Who's this hatchet man who can help you? Hatchet men. Jay and Silent Bob, who, who were just, probably going to do it anyway. Yeah. What? Wreck the stage. Oh, yeah. That's what they say. They're like, oh, shit, we're going to do that anyway. But it's um, obviously we have uh, Jay being Jay and uh, Kev and Giant Silent Bob is trying to make a cigarette move. Yeah, using his mind because he's just seen Star Wars. Jedi mind tr- Knock it off. Right. <laughs> I, I'm just going to point out a little line that I quoted out mm. for reasons that I now wonder why. If there's anyone who can help, it's the two guys who have less to do than we do. <laughs> yep. Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. So there's a problem with wrecking the stage, though, and that's LaFour's. Do you know who LaFour's is? This guy no. Know who LaFour's is? He's no, one of the who is that? he's one of the best he's one of the best security guards in the game. I even heard he's got four confirmed kills. And as a mall security, as guard. a mall security guard. Jay, Jay is hilarious. Yeah. Well, Kevin Smith's hilarious. Also, uh, I mean, also, yeah, yeah. But the line is I, clearly not delivered by like Silent an, Bob. Would you like to know an interesting fact about Jay in this movie? No. Moving on. The, the uh, studio weren't convinced on Jay reprising the role of Jay. Really? No, it's based on Jay. And Kevin Smith pointed this out. Do you know who's waiting in the wings to play Jay on set for the first two days until the studio said, no, we're cool, and was on the set of Morat? Seth Green. That would have been very different, but Seth also Green would good. Have, was going to be playing Jay, is, and he would have played it as if his character from um, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. I don't think I've seen Can't Hardly Wait, but I know Seth Green from- In the 90s. Yeah, I know Seth Green by reputation from, like, uh, Family Guy and Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. Am I thinking of the same Seth Green? Yeah, that's okay. the same Seth Green. Yeah, that would have been cool, but I, I, it would have been very different. Mm. It I, was, and but again, again, also, uh, Mark Paul Guzler, a.k.a. Uh, Zach from Saved by the Bell, auditioned to play Jay. You know what would be cool? I, I wonder if we can, like, tweet at Kevin Smith. Can we make, like, a couple of scenes with the intent, with the alternate cast? <laughs> Like, who the fuck was otherwise going to play whatever role? Get them in there for, like, a fun YouTube thing. If anyone can make it happen, it's Kevin Smith. Seth Green is very busy at the moment, though. Yeah, probably everyone is. Yeah. Still, though. Uh, but uh, I just no, want it. But Jay, Someone so, spend millions of dollars because I came up with an idea on a whim. So Jay and Silent Bob go off and try and destroy the stage. They do. But uh, Brody and uh, TS continue on and have some interesting conversations. Oh, they meet Trish. Trish is next. They meet Trish the Dish. Well, Brody sees his ex first. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he bumps into bumps into Shannon. Yeah, so he sees her in the shop, and mm-hmm. he tries to get back together with her. Mm-hmm. Badly. Oh, yeah, this is the, um, you know, uh, whenever you asked, when you asked me to hide under your bed on prom night, I did it. When you asked me to do a sexy strip cheat to Mighty Mouse, I did it. But if you think I'm going to put up with any of your bullshit now that we're broken up, grabs him by the back of the head, drags him in and goes, you're sadly fucking mistaken. Oh, even better. There's, you missed one of them. Oh, what was the first one? 
grandmother's funeral. Oh yeah, you asked me not to attend your grandmother's funeral. No. Oh, you noticed that your you pointed out to me that my grandma's nipples were sticking out of her um out of her, her blouse. Yeah, at a funeral. Yeah, cadaver nips. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, st- I still find the best ones the striptease the mighty mouse. Yeah, she still doesn't like him. She's still fucking real angry for very legitimate reasons. Mm-hmm. But now they see Trisha. Trish the dish. Nobody calls her that. Except for Brody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she's a 15-year-old conducting research for her book. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's called Borgasms. <laughs> a look at the male attitude towards sex in the late 90s. Yep. So in order to research this book, uh, she has decided, yeah, so she has the sexual proclivities of men uh, 18 to, 20, uh, 18 to 35 mm-hmm. or something uh, in the late 90s. She has sex with, at 15, she has sex with random men, filming most of it for research for her. Oh, all of it. She's very thorough. No, she has to ask, and mo- but most guys get off on it, so she's never had a problem. Yeah, she always gets consent to film, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I believe she always film anyway. Like, she does, but that she but, goes through like actual research methodology. Yeah, for it's us, like which is like nice this. If see. you look, this is when the guy goes down on me, and the guy I go down on. Well, him. the happy this face is when, is when <laughs> I'm like, fuck. You're... When the happy face is when I go down on the guy. A happy, a happy face with eyelashes is when I go down on him. Uh, a little house means we did it outside. Sun means daytime, and moon means night. I was just correlating last night's data. She means fucking. I know what she meant. Coding. Coding. Coding data is yeah. like you you have a giant yeah. table of data and you just sort of pull out like that's the relevant information mm. and you put it down into a chart. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she was coding it with little happy faces. Which, which, as you would do when you're 15, which is like, <laughs> oh my lord, like 15 years old. I was like, what? I needed a 25-year-old. Yeah, and she chooses Shannon from Fashionable Mail. Yeah. Who Brody already has a disliking to. And whose suit doesn't ever fit. No, but it was the 90s. It was all about ill-fitting suits. Don't even give a shit. He looks like... And parachute pants. He looks like he is on the way to a court date. Well, yeah. Later he is. He is. Uh, at this um, point. At this point, he's done nothing illegal as far as we know. No, he has. Oh, wait, no, he already did, though. He slept with a a 15-year-old. And there's a tape. Fuck. Okay, so once again... I'm in this area of like, I'm starting to enjoy the movie. And then this shit, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit. It's one of those things that it's not, if it wasn't for the fact that it's part of the climax, you'd let it go. But it's it's setting up that Shannon, um, Ben Affleck's character isn't isn't a good person. uh, To say the least. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's he's awful. But yeah, anyway, they set up Trish as like this... uh, I don't even know what to think at this point. I was just like, that's interesting. A strong, also... a strong female character for the 90s. Ugh, I mean, like, a, I, a sexually positive teenager, at least. This is sex positive? Yeah. She's positively having sex. Yeah, I, for sure. <laughs> I, mm, okay. I, it's very uncomfortable as like a 30 year old, 33 year old man watching this. I'm like, that's super uncomfortable. If I were watching this movie at age 16, I would have been like, that's totally hot. Which I did. Well, yeah, I could totally get that because she's also real comfortable and confident about Mm. the whole thing. And I'm like, that's weird. She's adorable. She's actually great. I love Trish. Like as a character, she's wonderful. Mm -hmm. 
she's doing real unethical shit, but she's already got a publisher. She's got an advance from the publisher. Yep. That's and they're why just she's waiting. Doing... She's waiting till she's 18 to publish to mm. avoid the ethical and legal ramifications of whatever the fuck yeah. she's doing. Because at least then they can pretend, no, we did this this year. Chill. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, Brody is real broken up that he can't buy comics, though. Let's get to the important stuff. All right. Brody is going um They have their kryptonite condom conversation, having a snack, and then they make their way to get. Yes, they do. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about that conversation. Thank you. That's, Normally, that I, like, conversation got Kevin Smith the job to do the 90s uh, Superman reboot that never happened uh, called uh, Superman Lives. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. Huh. Which was, would have featured Nicolas Cage. <sighs> Why did this not get made? I want this in my life. I will, I will link you the documentary The Death of Superman Lives because it will do a much better version of me telling you and it will take less time from this episode. Oh, perfect. But uh, yeah, Brody and TS go to the comic book shop and Brody's upset because there's a queue. It's yeah. never a queue. Why would there be a queue? It's comics. But then we meet two future returning characters in the viewer skewerverse. We meet um, The Boy and Steve Dave. The Boy and Steve Dave. Yeah, tell him Steve Dave. These are characters? Yeah. I thought they were just like They all come back. Oh. Because they're played by Walt Flanagan and Brian and Brian Seacrest? Uh, no, what's his name? Brian Johnson, which are two of Kevin Smith's friends. Oh. Brian Johnson is the basis of um Randall in Quick in Kirks. He huh. was the Randall to Kevin Smith's Dante. And um uh, Walt Flanagan was already in Clerks. He's the guy with the eggs. Oh yeah, he's the guy. Who, he's the kid who oh, asked for a pack. Yeah. Of, he's the guy who asked for a pack of cigarettes at the so, beginning. So he's the boy. He's the boy. He's oh, not referred okay. to as the boy because he's never given a name because we only know him <laughs> as the boy and Steve Dave. Kiff, have the boy set out my formal shorts. I'm the boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the boy, sir. Yeah. You, Kiff, yeah. you yeah. set out my formal shorts. <laughs> I, it's such a Futurama fan. Sorry, guys. It's all good. Uh, yeah, we but, got more. Uh, we got some intermittent Silent Bob cartoon hijinks, though. Oh, wait, sorry. I get still... one of my favorite lines from this because he he ends up fighting with Steve oh, yeah. Dave uh, and then finding out that Stan Lee signing comic books at his store, which he was oblivious to, which any comic book fan, if if, if I have a hint that's, uh, unfortunately, no longer with us, at the time, if I had known that Stan Lee was signing anywhere in the UK, I would be there. You would pick I would up the know. tent. Oh, yes. You'd pitch, be there three days I, ahead of time. I would pitch a tent, and then I'd set one up. Um, <laughs> boner jokes. It's uh, the best kind of joke. But um, it gave me a line that I've used quite a lot in my time. It's what, what because a guy reads comic doesn't, you think he can't start some shit. Which is true. Yeah, yeah those two things are not mutually exclusive. No, but, people, but again, this is during the 90s when we had to hide being a nerd. I didn't. Thank you, current kids. You should be saluting me when I walk down the fucking street. Best thing I've heard, I, I work with young people sometimes. Best thing I heard was, there's no such thing as a nerd. And I'm like, that's cool, though. Like, at this point? No, there's not. Every nerdy thing that we can think of is just a normal thing. It's just enjoy. pop culture now. And everybody's that's why like, I That's why I introduced cool. myself as a pop culturalist. Well, it's great. Yeah, mm. I fucking love that. Because mm. the just, just taking a moment to be like, all of the shit we're talking about between here and PCP, this used to get me made fun of and occasionally beat up as a Mate, kid. Mate, I had comic books set alight in my high school while I was reading them. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. Ah, man, it's fine. Oh, shit, though. That's, that must be... Yeah, but difficult. these are also the guys who now message me asking me about the MCU. So, you know, <laughs> stuff I knew about 
like every Marvel movie that came out before mm. everybody had the knowledge on it. I was asking, so who is the Winter Soldier? Who is only I was the guy who had to give explanations for stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to tell people what the Infinity Gems were before they were called stones. Yeah. God, that was a good series. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I'm like, that was so the '80s, though. But now we meet. Now we get to see um, Jay and Silent Bob's blueprints. Yeah, they got which the you can buy a book of. You can. Oh man, which include the original Morats blueprints, of and course. you can get them as posters. As well. Of course, you can. That's amazing. And we smick it, and then we smoke it away. Boogie the bat. Yeah. The, the, so this, uh, we saw the blueprints in my version a little earlier, but I felt like it was important to go through. Yeah, we got, the dork, we got the Dork Knight rising. Yeah, this time we got the Dork Knight. <laughs> he, he, he dresses up as Batman and fly, sort of swings. Badass fly, Yeah, so he's evidently real good at rigging the flies, mm-hmm. which is... So just Silent Bob knows how to do Silent shit. Silent Bob, Silent Bob's a fucking genius, man. He once made a, a CD player out of some chicken wire and his mom's a vibrator. The motherfucker's like MacGyver. Motherfucker's better than MacGyver. I hate Knock it off. Could I say he's legitimately better than MacGyver? Because yeah. like well, he does. New MacGyver sucks ass. Old school MacGyver was cool. MacGyver. MacGyver. MacGyver is like the. No, he's my driver. I'm, I'm not making that joke, Carl. I'm no. not even making that joke. So cracker. <laughs> fuck <laughs> I made the joke by accident I'm sorry but yeah uh, Renee is evidently now interested in manager boy mm-hmm. they are dating yeah after like an hour I guess yeah he's already there. he already introduced her to his mother <laughs> it with, it within an hour. hour when was she at the what store what I'm gathering is imagine. that he, she's been dating him oh leading she's been up to breaking. yeah oh that's dirty though yeah don't do that. Yeah, but you're dating. Break up da- first. Dirty in the nineties, all that nine hundred two one zero bullshit. Carl, yeah, break up with the break up with the boy first. I'm not saying that what she did was acceptable. I'm just saying it was the nineties, and Shannon Elizabeth has an image behind it where you could write that kind of stuff. Yeah, fair. But yeah, uh, so to solve this problem from Bo- from Brody's perspective. Uh, Brody decides to pull Renee forcibly into an elevator where they proceed to yell at each other and then have angry sex. Yeah, because um, I can't believe you attacked my libido. There's no libido to attack. And then that got him amped up to the point that they just 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 going at it. Yep. Just fucking. Yeah, for like however long an elevator takes. About 20 minutes. Yeah, somehow the elevator. People while, are still while, waiting while, for while, the elevator. While, while T.S. <laughs> And Shannon are waiting outside. Take the stairs. But also, I gotta give Ben Affleck's credit because he 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 gives a sage bit of advice that anybody in working in retail should know. The customer's not always right. The customer's an arsehole. Yeah. But TS and but then of course they um it, Shannon's just like, uh, well, this isn't us getting back together. This is kind of like a goodbye. And because he said something about average and he's like, average, you said it was a good size. <laughs> and then, of course, as she's her parting last bit of venom is, by the way, when a girl says it's average, that's code for when small. When it's a good size. Yeah. No, no, no. Average. Average. Yeah. That's a kind way of saying small. Hey, this, depending on the distribution, average means you're bigger than 50 percent of everything out there. All right, Paul, whatever you need to justify yourself with, my friend, that's all good with me. Hey, it's larger than a plank length. That's all I need. Moving swiftly on from your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I didn't mean it to be a dick joke, but it sort of turned into yeah, one yeah. as we went. 
It got hard at first. It got real hard to do for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we just but did then it. But then you worked at it. Yeah. <laughs> and, then you fi- and then you finally got it off. So. God damn it, Carl. What have you done to me? You've infected my fucking brain. I'm blaming you for this. Yeah, a pop culture would do that. Every failed attempt of Jay, of, of Silent Bob trying to knock down this one pin that will make the whole stage collapse. Yeah, evidently that's how stages are designed. There's one pin and, where if you pull it, everything falls the fuck apart. Yeah, the structure, structurally integral pin. Yeah, uh, that's what we call a failed death. Um, Jay, Silent Bob always crashes into uh, Renee yeah. as she's changing. Uh, Gwen. Gwen, yeah. Yeah, Gwen, uh, not Renee. Renee is the is Brody's girlfriend. Yes, yeah, sorry, my bad. Yeah, Gwen though, uh, he's been crashing into wherever she happens to be changing, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Also, interesting side note: Joey Adams and Kevin Smith were dating. Oh, really? Yeah, they dated briefly. Oh, like during the production of this. During movie. production and into chasing Amy, then they split up shortly after the film was done. And then not long after, he met his wife and the mother of his child, Jen Swalbuck. Yeah. I know a lot about the man's life. Sue me. Uh, but Kevin Smith, uh, no, moving on. So where are we? Does he- so uh, T.S. accidentally he- hits Gwyn in the tit after she surprises oh, yeah, him from behind. Him. Yeah. Uh, then. Tit. Yeah. And then she kicks him straight up in the. Nards. Straight up in the nards. But they're all equal, and then they talk, you find out that Renee um, is at the mall, um, and she T.S. goes off to find her. Uh, not Renee, Brandy. Brandy's at the mall, so T.S. Yeah. goes off to find her. This is a bit of the... I did find myself also getting confused as to which woman was which, because after a while it was like, okay, so they're all the feisty one, but that one's a slightly different brand of feisty. Uh, like, uh, I'm not... I'm not sure about like the, the writing of the women and clerks was so fucking good and mm. so fucking well developed. This one, I'm almost disappointed that like there's not more airtime for whatever. But I guess it's, the story is not really about them. It's not about the girls. Yeah. Whereas the story of clerks is the love triangle between uh, Dante, uh, Veronica. Veronica, and yeah, what's her face? What's her face? Whereas this is the story about T.S. and Brandy and their. Yeah, it's a story about T.S. and Brandy and Brody and Renee. The way I'm thinking about it is Renee generally is seen from Brody's perspective and the guy's an asshole. Yeah. So it makes sense that she's a bit like an object to him, at Mm. least until a bit later on. Until he until he meets until there's some stuff that happens, which we'll talk about. So that's the only way I'm square in that circle, because if it's very much their perspective there, then if they think that, then that's the way we're going to see it from the camera. So that's fine. But still, I'm like, everything kind of cool to whatever, because Gwen seems kind of a great character as well. She, you'll meet more Gwen in another movie. Oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. This is the whole uh, universe then. Yes. Yeah, uh, what happens next is cut to Brandy now trying on underwear just flat out in the shop floor. Mm Mm-hmm. On the basis that, like, some pervert keeps bashing into, bashing into her changing room anyway. So she's like, whatever, I'll just do it out here. It's fine. Mm. Right? So she's very, very comfortable with I herself. I would have been a sexy chick. Um. <laughs> Brody is so funny. Mm-hmm. Like, he's gone from, uh, at this point, around this point in the movie is when I, I changed my mind about Brody from being the fucking asshole. This guy is the worst human 
no one should be associating with this man. Why is anybody doing this to themselves? To, all right, yeah, fuck it. It's the conversations he has, like the kryptonite condom and stuff like that and things. It's just like, you, you realize the guy's not an asshole. He's just so focused on what he loves. He just doesn't give a damn about anything else. You know what it is? It's the escalator conversations to me. Oh, where he is back. On the escalator again. Like, he's really concerned about the health and well-being of this child who's sitting down on the escalator. Side he's note, seen, absolutely he's heard Because he's heard of so many horror stories about kids and escalators. I've heard of Legitimately. Kids. Yeah, don't let your kids I've sit got, on the I've, escalator. I've got my shoelace caught in an escalator once. Fuck. It, again, not my... Again, unlike untied shoelace, just literally misstepped on a thing, got caught... But luckily, it ripped just ripped my my shoelace off. I didn't get caught in the machine. It just yeah, yeah, yeah. If that happens to like shorts or something. Yeah. You you you'll, go into the machine. oh you'll go into the machine. But luckily, Ooh. luckily, all it did was I lost the heart. I lost. I had to replace the laces on my Converse's. Uh, they, they design them with that in mind a little bit now, yeah. with like little furry bits on the side. But for real, don't sit on these things. It's a well, they're woven bad. in a way that if they if it's immense pressure, they'll tear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So now they're a little bit better, but certainly mm. in the '90s, there was still a lot of no, old no. design around. But, like, Brody yelling about, like, that kid is back on the escalator. What the fuck are his mm. parents doing? Oh, my. So I, I get that for him, a lot of the anger is things are not as they should be from his perspective. It's the company. And he's a bit he, self-absorbed. Wants, yeah. But, but he does mean well. Yeah. He's got a good, he's got a good heart. Nickel head. Gold yeah. heart. But we... But, um, that I believe- I'm, I'm leaning toward lawful neutral for him yeah. now, uh, almost. Well, we're moving on to the... He's summoned, isn't he? They're summoned by the... Um... Sorry, I watched this show, this movie, like two days ago. Hey, uh, Carl, how many times do you get to see Smokey fuck the bandit? She looked just like Burt Reynolds, Reynolds except, except for, for the, the mustache. mustache. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, just a conversation she has about how fucking, like, proudly slutty she is, which, yeah, fine. That's it'll what come, she wants it'll to come be. up Good. in the next movie, trust me. Yeah, I, I just like how fucking comfortable and cool she is. Mm. And she's just like, yeah, fuck people, whatever. If I, and here, how, how do you think about these underwear? You're like, eh, that's good. Yeah. And she has like this super laid back relationship with her friends. They're clearly like, there's no weirdness at all, which again, from the 90s, it's like a quite well developed yeah. sort of friendship male female. It's just like they're open about their shit. Yeah. That's great. I think that's wonderful. So give credit where it's due, even if mm-hmm. occasionally I'm like, oh, come on. Right. But yeah, best metaphor for a troubled relationship ever, spooning. Yeah. Where'd you put your hand? Where'd yeah. You I literally have had this, the fall after the movie, and it's just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, where do you put your arm? You fucking, you're real comfortable. Half of you is real comfortable, but you have nowhere to put your arm, and it falls asleep someplace, and who the fuck knows? Everything should be really good, but mm. fuck if this isn't working. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what Brody feels about his relationship with... Um, I've been there. I I mean, like the awkward thing. Like, I've been there both to... physically and metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. It's it's no fun. No, nope. and I've already lost an eye. <laughs> um, that's that's the story of how you lost the eye this time round. Yeah, it changes on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I guarantee we are fully making a mythos for your eye, man. Dude, I've, we did it on Green Monocle. <laughs> oh, like every single time I was asked what what why my eye was different. It's like it was Nikki's only thing he had to remember. <laughs> boy, that man's memory is bad. But yeah, the next <laughs> thing that I have here is proceed to manager boy beating up Brody. Oh yes, um, uh, Brody and Shannon. Uh, Shannon tracks down Brody after meeting up with him later on, drags him into a hallway and tells him basically his plan. He has no intent to stay with Renee. He just wants to want fuck her in an uncomfortable place. 
What, like the back of a Volkswagen? Or, as it's actually revealed later on, the butt. But I, I agree, it's a more uncomfortable place to fuck is the back of a Volkswagen. I mean, I feel like you could compound those, make them real uncomfortable. No, that's doubling up, man. You don't double up on that shit. No, I, I think you'd probably break something. Not, not without some lubrication or a couple of riders being put in place. Yeah, always lube your brakes, kids. Otherwise, your car will and, have difficulty stopping. And of course, public service amendment, every orgy needs a witness. Um, what? I'm No, no, not even, <laughs> not even going there. I don't want to understand what you mean by that. That's fine. Uh, Brody blames the Easter Bunny guy to Jay, to, to Jay and Silent Bob, who are very concerned about who the fuck beat up their friend. And they are evidently the, the Avengers of them all. No, basically, they, they're not putting up with this shit and decide to go off and beat crap out of the Easter Bunny. In front of some very amused kids who get in on the action. Is that a thing in America? Like that, like Santa's once Santa goes in malls, like you can go and sit on the Easter Bunny's lap. Or I don't know about the states in Canada. I think uh, I, I don't remember one. I was going to say if if, if if that is a thing, because obviously well, there's we, definitely Santa. We do mall, yeah, but we do we do mall Santa here. As we do well. mall Santa. We'll we'll frequently do like a mall. Um, Mall Easter stuff, like uh, oh, yeah, chases and stuff. There's, like, there's, egg, there's Easter egg hunts in some malls. In the UK, yeah. In, in Canada as well, I think. Uh, I can't speak to the US. It strikes me as the kind of thing that some hokey out-of-town mall would also think is a good idea. This is a George, uh, mall in New Jersey as well. So Yeah, I mean, I, I could see it being a thing. I've just never seen it yeah. where I'm I, from. I was just asking if, because as an, as an Englishman... I have no context if that's actually a thing or it was a thing they did in the movie. Yeah, no, I mean, like, you definitely have, like, mall mascot stuff, so mm. I can imagine it being a thing. I, I've just never seen it personally. Fair enough. It, it strikes me as the kind of thing Americans would do to Well, we are further along in this movie than I thought, because now this, after the, um, being beaten up, they're summoned to see uh, Brandy's dad at the stage. Well, no, uh, Gwen and Brandy have a heart-to-heart in the dressing room. yeah. No. Oh, yeah, that's when... Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. My bad. And then uh, T.S. and Brody are summoned to... Um, to Jeff, you said his name was? Sure. Um, uh, Brandy's dad, and it's basically Brandy... Mr. Svenning. Mr. Svenning, that's it, yeah. Oh, interesting note, the assistant, that is Scott Mosier. That's the, D- that's the DP and producer of these movies. Oh, no way. And was um, Snowball in Clerks. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Was he not also the, the DP of... The DOP, I mean? Yeah. I always forget which one is which across the pond. That's okay. D- uh, it's DOP in the UK, isn't it? Directly. I call it, uh, yeah, but I go by the American and got thing it, and yeah. go DP. Fair enough. I wonder Could, why. And internally chuckle every time I say it. I, I imagine that's why. Uh, um, but yeah, um, he's brought to the stage and there, uh, Mr. Svenning is trying to put the, um, move the platform because like, he wants it in a Well, he's trying place. to figure out his show and he's... Uh, getting everything ready and set for right, the live you filming. This, you put the platform here like this, and then you go over here to the carpet, and then you smush it down like this, and puts his whole fo- foot through the stage. <laughs> yeah, don't tell your roadies how to do their job. They know. Um, but one thing I have missed before this is um, TJ, before that, while, before they're summoned, um, Brody has gotten himself some chocolate covered pretzels. Yep, that are melting. He wants. He recommends a stink palm. It's a stink palm is when you've been running around, you're mostly really hot and sweaty. A stink palm is when you stick your hand in the crack of your ass and then you reach out and let him hold it. I mean, have you ever said that smell? That's going to stay in his hands for a couple of days. 
I mean, people are going to, his work colleagues are going to think he can't wipe his ass properly. Yeah, but don't you have to rock around that smell on your hand? Small price to pay for smarting one's enemies. Oh, you took the line from me. Damn it. <laughs> I, was, I was looking forward to that. Sorry, dude. Oh, man. But yeah, that's definitely also hilarious. Mm-hmm. So Brody decides. While they're all getting, he's like, Mr. Svenning, are you properly rubbling his hand? Like looking at his, looking at his class ring, yeah. Uh, magna cum laude, um, 69. I'd like to come loudly, preferably in a 69. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty jokes. Yeah. Also, evidently, magna cum laude mm. from, like, a prestigious universe. Like, the guy did well. Yeah. He's, he continues to do well. He's producing a TV show. Yeah. Right? He's a successful dude. Um, he, he, uh, he's offered a chocolate cup of personal kindness of Gazagari's against it, but uh, he's like, dark chocolate? No, 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 I shouldn't. And then, of course, yeah. he smears it in his That hand. whole scene is, like, weirdly intimate between the two of them, isn't it? It's a lot, because it focuses a lot on the On the, the hands, up, up and there's, uh, like... And, of course, him licking off the chocolate. Super close with, like, ASMR style, like... He then he then steals um, the bag from Brody and gets TS and Brody kicked out of the mall by Lafleur's by Lafleur's and his cronies. Yes, um, they go outside. It's like, what are you harassing us for? You can't kick us out of the mall for no reason. Lafleur's proceeds to pull out a baggie of suspicious green substance. I can tell you right now that is cocaine. <laughs> oh green, my god, green leafy cocaine. That's how you, that's that's how you do it, right? And you rub it against your rub it against your ears. That's how you take it. I don't know. Never done drugs. Oh, it's, it's, it's a bag of weed. Who are we kidding? Of course, <laughs> of course. And then, um, as as he's about to arrest him, you hear a thunk. Come, son of Jarrell, kneel before Zod. Snoochie boochies. <laughs> yeah, I what. That is um it is literally I know what Zod is. Yeah. Snoochie Boochies is just Jay's catchphrase. Which they establish in this movie, presumably. Because yeah. I don't remember him ever saying that. It, it starts with Snooch, and then it's Snoochie Boochies, then it's Snoogans, and then it's just like Nooch. It just evolves. It's oh. just it's um Which Jay when he was younger used to go, uh oh, I fucked your mom, Snooch. And then it just became Snooch, Snoochie Boochies, Snoogans. It's just different words that he used and just to get like, away with being a terrible person got it and he just uses this as a placeholder for literally anything yeah okay because later he uses it to mean getting high yeah which i thought is what it meant and then oh, i went snoo- back no snooby snacks no snoochie mo- snoochie noochie boochies yeah snoochie boochies yeah so Snoochie, I, I don't understand. It's like, okay. This is another one of these, like, I'm 33 and, and I'm an old man and damn it, your young people slang is like, it, it should have been so my So the guards chase slang. after Jay and Silent Bob. They do. Um, Jay, uh, Silent Bob is Batman. Jay, Silent Bob is Batman because he's producing, you know. Um, a grappling hook a, no. from a utility belt. Hey, come on. First it's a blow up sex doll. True. Then it's a finger. <laughs> First a finger thing, yeah. And then it's a finger vibrator. Yeah. And then finally... It's the bat belt and the um, grappling gun. Yeah, so he has a utility uh, matrix jacket, which then he shoots up and attaches him. Like they hug, they do the proper like bro hug and then go up. Yeah, and it's just um, they're together. The guards can't find him, and then it cuts to and and quoting from Batman: "Where'd you get all those wonderful toys?" <laughs> it's amazing. And of course, he kisses, and then Jay kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. 
you wonderful man or something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's, that's super bros, man. I, I can sort of see why people gravitate to these two characters because that's like that's a good friendship they have, even if they're sort of the wacky. Uh, they're, well, they're the sort of. If you jump ahead to Dogma, he introduces him, and this is my hetero life mate, Silent Bob. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, but that's jumping ahead to Dogma. Um, so that's T- a that's a different movie. TS T- and Brody need to get out the sticks. They need to go somewhere where they can lay low. So they go to the dirt mall. Which is uh, like a flea ma- a flea market. Yep, it's a bad market. Yeah, you can buy clerks hats there. If you didn't notice that bit. Oh, you know, I I need to go back just to see. What you What I miss? So, uh, Jerry, Mister Svenning mm. is nervously explaining to network execs that he's taken precautions to make sure everything goes smoothly just before he gets everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put out, but but here's the thing: there's a sort of crash somewhere, and uh, Jerry makes what I think is his worst mistake. The part that I, I just he's crossed a line that mm. he cannot uncross. He blamed the sound department for unsafe working environments that he provided. Fuck him! I knew I I, I forgot that line, and then rewatching it, I knew you were gonna have a point on it. Fuck that guy. The sound department is not in charge of... You need to provide a safe working environment. If people are falling off the fucking flies, Mm -hmm. it's because you didn't provide shit. Yeah. Your sound man should not have been in the flies. Your sound guy was not a sound guy. Right. (laughs) They should have hired me in 1995 when I was like 10. Were you proficient at sound engineering at that point? Probably. (laughs) I don't know. More than these guys. Too busy thinking about milk. <laughs> no, but for real, I, I, it's, and which Power Ranger I like the most? Green. Then why after season two? Moving swiftly on. Zach, Black Ranger. Wow. Yeah, he was cool. <laughs> really, <laughs> hip hop keto. Hip hop keto. Yeah, for real though, he was fucking the best. He was cool, the best until he started piloting the frog. In which case, I was like, frogs are lame. Ah, uh, that was already changed to Adam at that point. True. No, yeah. In that case, uh, don't, Green, don't, Green Dragonman. Don't step into... Green Dragonman with the flute thing. <laughs> flute dagger. <laughs> yeah, flute dagger is best dagger. Anyway, uh, sorry. So, well, uh, David... Oh, something, he's got. He's triple baronet. David is something Frank. But yeah, Jerry has a whole soliloquy on his life and his relationship with his daughter, and he's some kind of mobster, I guess. No, that's cut out of the main one. Oh, well, I didn't... That's just an interesting plot they added with the whole senator thing. Well, shit. But no, yeah, he, he like grabs, like when he finds out that, uh, that TS was going to propose to Brandy. Yeah. He, he sort of has a whole like Goodfellas scene where he sort of grabs the guy by the collar and tells him what for with sad violin music in the Oh background. yeah, no, 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 that's, that's, that's him. I was going to say, they cut that shit no, no, out of the... No, no, sorry, I, mean, I misunderstood what you said. No. Yeah, yeah, sorry. The, that's, uh, that was fucking cool because it's like, okay, so the guy's not only like a tv exec with like some anger issues but also he thinks mm. that he's like a mobster kind of guy yeah and evidently no one else thinks this nope nobody is intimidated by him even ts who's like he's scared of him, more he's, he's not intimidated a bit, by him. he's a bit like afraid of him just, but it's the same as any guy who's been in a relationship you should have some innate fear of a girl's dad yeah, but, like, that's all he has for this guy who's consistently laid his hands on him mm. and, like, lifted him by the shirt collar and, and like, been it's physically right. aggressive to him. It's, it's all right. He's getting his comeuppance very shortly. Good. This guy is bad. He's bad. He is. 
But I don't TS, like bad people, Carl. But TS and Brody have made their way to the dirt mall. They have. Um, they're looking out. Um, we like we need help, and we uh, there's someone who can help us here. And it's um, oh, do you have a name for the lady, the fortune teller, Ivana? No. Basically, it's a I fortune think it's teller. Ivana. I don't so, have it's a Ivana. Yeah. Uh, they go in, and then of course, it's like, are you? Are you it's like topless fortune telling. Yeah. It's like I don't, I don't really see breasts that bad. Come on, you just broke up with your girlfriend. We need advice. Um, she yeah. Then, so they go to the fortune teller. They go in and sit because down, of course you do. And then she advises them, make sure they're all fit and healthy before she takes off her bra, takes off her top. Yeah. And then revealing start, three nipples. Trip nips. Trip nips. Trip which nips. Brody is inexplicably horrified by. He is freaked out by trip nips. He's like super freaked out. Mm-hmm. Right. Meanwhile, TS is. Everything she's saying is true. Positively heightened by her wisdom and is not she, terribly concerned with the, her she said She says that TS is, um, so they're both broken up with people. One is one is suffering out loud and one is suffering silently, which mm-hmm. is Brody. Brody. Um, they also predicts when her birth, that within a, a couple of months. Oh, no, it's between the month of when his birthday is. So between the first yeah. and last of October. Uh, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. So TS decides I need to do the grand romantic gesture. Yeah. I need to get my girl back. Understanding is reached only after confrontation. Yes. TS figures, man, you're right. I got to go confront this, my, my problems head on. So strap in, boys. It's a heist movie now. And um, Brody on the, on the uh, Brody is still not convinced, but heads back to the mall with TS anyway. So and strap in, boys. It's a heist movie now. Yes. So um, TS and TS is trying to get onto the stage and do whatever he can. Um, Brody is still bumming around them all a little bit, and then a, a man comes up and starts talking to him while he's looking at a couple in a shop. Well, here's the plan: get TS onto the dating show, simultaneously mm-hmm. sabotaging it and winning band, uh, Brandy back. Basically. Brody, having been unconvinced by Ivana, the topless fortune teller, has his own wise old person tell him what's up. I, I, I know it's been a couple of months, but I'm still a bit sore on this subject. Do you, do you want me to? Or no, 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 you can, you, you, you can do it. I mean, it's it's your thing, man. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Stanley as himself, mm-hmm. seen here being the best person ever, like ev- like the way you'd want an uncle to be mm-hmm. at all times. Uh, this is the, if I'm doing the Campbellian thing, this is the come to the goddess moment where the, the wise old person goes like, hey, you see that couple down there? Mm-hmm. They, that looks really nice. Look how happy they are. And he's just like, yeah. So, um, is the thing's dick made of orange rock? Uh, we don't really go into can, that. Can, in the, can the Fantastic Four really stretch his dingus? Uh, we, uh, like any part of his body? Oh, we don't. We don't really. How invisible is the Invisible Woman? I mean, would you notice moisture? Or, um, that, I, that, that's one I threw out there. I was um, going to say I don't remember that. No, 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 no. It's only the two about the. Can two. she see while she's invisible? What with the cones in their eyes? Ah, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> still go back still makes me laugh but <laughs> freaking done out without one yeah uh but um he's then starts realizing and then he talks about like oh um i i lost this chance with this woman oh yeah me and jagger had, had a, a competition a- to see who could bang the most women and i was last time i checked i was way ahead right this is Stan Lee saying this. Yeah, yeah Stan Lee. Wasn't Stan Lee like the most monogamous man yeah. in the world ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, because that, that's the joke, right? It's uh, Yeah, and that's why he um, has to have the bit afterwards when uh, he convinces Brody that he's got to go after his love. 
Yeah. Because he's because he's still pining for the one woman who got away. Yeah. Which immediately is taken away when TS comes up to Stanley, like, thank you for doing this. And she's just like, you know, I love my wife and everything. I just gave him the bullshit from um, Spider-Man, uh, love be a vulture tonight. Yeah. Uh, oh, so what did you tell him? Oh, I gave him the old uh, love be a vulture tonight. Yeah. From yeah. Uh, season, from, uh, you know, issue number, whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a happily married man. Yeah. And, and, is, and is your friend okay? He seems to be real fixated on the... Superhero on, genitalia. On superhero genitalia. No, yeah, it's just Brody. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's just thanks. the thing you're going to have to go deal with with this man. Oh, hey, Stan. Excelsior. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got it. Fucking so... I, I love the look that uh, TS gives right after Stan mm. Lee leaves, too, mm. where he's just like, oh, man, so cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely so cool. Like, a random stranger came up to Stanley and said, hey, listen, my friend's got a relationship problem. Could you talk to him? Because here's the deal. And he goes, Stan would do stuff. And, he, and Stan just went, yeah, all right. Yeah, but, why not? I'll but, totally talk to your friend. But it's you, you say that like it's in a movie. Stan would do that. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking amazing, right? Stan would do that in real life anyway. Yeah. I like the fact that they didn't have to make that up. I like the fact that in the he, he's the one sort of... We, we've just been dealing with Brody, who's complete asshole. Mm-hmm. Even if he retrieves himself later, it doesn't change. T.S., who's that. asshole adjacent. He's asshole adjacent and also has his own anger issues mm-hmm. and has behaved like an asshole a couple of times by, like, fucking yelling at his girlfriend. Willem just wants to see a sailboat. Willem yelled at fucking children and told them the Easter Bunny wasn't real. We glossed you know over what? that part. There is no Easter Bunny. God damn Over it, Willem. there is just a guy in a suit. God damn it, Willem. Replace the fucking... bunny with Santa, and I may have said that, kid. Fuck, eh? <laughs> I'm Look, Willem, I know you're frustrated, but Christ's sake, man. He gets to see the sailboat eventually. As we find out with the annotations at the end. Uh, but um, God, spoilers. Brody is then um, decides he knows what he has to do, and he's trying to find Trish mm-hmm. to get the copy of her and Shannon. Who yes. Is, who Ben Affleck's character. Uh, so they're all off on their missions. So um, TS gets backstage and decides, all right, I need to get rid of the competition. Enlists Jay, who goes backstage and starts talking to two of the guys who are going to be on the show. He's like, man, I'd be nervous as hell. What if you fuck up? Hey, Jay, you want to get high? Yeah. And you then, say that like it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and they get, he, gets them to, he gets the two guys stoned and they're passed out. The two contestants on the show who are going to be competing for the love of Brandy on the TV show. They pass the fuck out. Um, he asked, T.S. asked Jay what it took to get him knocked out. And he's just a, just a fatty boom baddie blunt. These guys are a couple of lightweights. And then in walks- And they're surrounded by like Fruit Loops and cookies. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. We call it the weed over. Um, then, of course, Gil Hicks walks in. Cousin of Dante Hicks. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing a pattern. Yeah. Played by Byron Hodor. Yeah, uh, played by the same guy who played Dante in Clerks. I did notice this one, but mm. this, he's got a very impressive mullet. Yes, he does. Um, uh, so that T.S. and Brody replaced the two people on the stage. Um, he has also got Jay rigging up. He's got Silent Bob rigging up a uh, video, VCR player mm-hmm. to play the tape, yep. which he does because he's MacGyver. Yep, so the assistant dude, uh, who is also the DOP, Mm-hmm. Uh, tries to intervene because he recognizes the two men. T.S. and Brody. T.S. and Brody, who, from his perspective, were the two guys they kicked out for the set mm-hmm. just a few hours earlier, I guess. Punches him in the mouth. They knock the poor guy out. 
mm-hmm. for trying to call security, which he does. The security mm-hmm. lady comes over saying, hey, anyone you call security? Yeah. Yeah, this guy right here. He got those two guys. Sm- got those two guys. Those two guys got high and attacked this other guy. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Maybe you should deal with them and get yeah. them out of here. We're about to start filming. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and the lady just sort of hauls no, she's them more, off. She's more like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, she's whatever. more security. She don't give two shit. Yeah, of course. She's not the fools. No, of course not. She doesn't have the dedication it takes to get four confirmed kills as a mall security cop. <laughs> Apparently, four confirmed kills. Yeah, according to J- I mean, I have according no re- to Jay. Jay and Silent Bob are the cl- are literal superheroes in this movie. I have no reason to doubt them at this point. Yeah. Uh, so um, J- Bob's got the um, uh, thing set up. Unfortunately, he drops the tape. Mm-hmm. But while this is going on, T.S. and Brody have made it onto the stage, and the show has begun. Yeah, Silent Bob seen here in his natural habitat, hanging upside down in the flies, using a Leatherman to rack together a uh, to rig together a video system. I know what a Leatherman is. I've used one. No, hmm? oh, I've worked backstage. Of course, I'll have a le- you have to have a Leatherman. Yeah, or Leatherman alternative. Yeah, yeah but um, yep. Yeah, so he's getting that sorted out. Uh, it's all being sorted, and TS and Brody are playing the game. And Jerry's not feeling so great, though. No, nope. He's definitely got an upset tummy. Yeah, I wonder why. Um, it might I be believe, all that ass he ate. It might be the, literally the ass juice he licked off of his hand with co- co- covered. Say, do you want a chocolate covered pretzel? Uh, uh, that that's the reaction that Ed, any true Kevin Smith fan will get hearing that conversation, or they'll start laughing. Um, do you want a chocolate covered pretzel? So um, they ask; they're asking each other the questions. Uh, I think uh, Gil well, Gil asks. Do you I, have the questions? As they start the show, Jerry calls the cops, mm-hmm. seeing as the show is now going badly wrong, seeing that the contestants are in fact the, pe- the last people he wants to see. On stage, mm-hmm. Gil gets asked the question. It's just like, um, "What would you, what would you do? Um, how, how would you shake my hand?" It's just like, "Oh, my hand shakes like a jackhammer. Once, once, once I've let go, you're changed. You're not the same person." Oh, fuck off with that bullshit! Yeah, if we were making whoopee, what would you be like? Would you mean fucking? Uh, sure. Ruff. Actually, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. It's a bit personal. <laughs> yeah, this whole show is like weird and awkward. And like, I think she should have been able to tell her boyfriend's voice right the fuck away. Let's start with that. Yeah. Because he doesn't just say like, yeah. I think you would have recognized your best friend's idiot. Your mate, your boyfriend's You, you have been dating this guy for boy. years. And also his best friend who's always the fuck around and you don't like. Hi, Brody. Yeah. You know, she's smarter than that. Come on. But for the for the sake of the show and the comedy, mm. they have to sort of do the conceit. I get that. Fine. Contestant number two. Would you ever make Whoopi in public? Already have today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're trying. So, uh, side note. Who the fuck airs a pilot live? It, that's a dumb no, idea. No, that's a taping. It's not live. It's a taping. No, no, no. It's live, live. They say a couple of times, this is live. We This is live TV. We're doing live. That's terrible. Why would you ever do that? Uh, Brandy, Brandy has clocked. That is TS. At least it's Brody because he asked, yeah. if, you, if you could be a superhero, what superhero would you be? Oh, interesting question. I mean, what, what are you basing on? The ability to uh, grab great repartee with um, superhero, super villains? I can't remember the other bit. The ability to repartee with supervillains yeah. or the, do you base it on physical prowess? Physical prowess, the ability to banter with supervillains. How's your comic collection coming along, Oh, Brady? it's going, okay. What do you mean comics? I don't read comics. I'm a for kids. I'm a grown man. 
broke my yeah. broke my heart to hear him say that. Yeah, I mean, he he I think is perfectly proud of it, but mm. that also marks him out as different in a way. Yeah, and he's like, oh no, shit, she knows. Yeah, so he's trying to backpedal it, pedal it back, and it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work because she's smarter than him. Mm-hmm. T.S. then gives out, breaks down, and says he loves her and always wanted to be with her. And the dating show is now Jerry Springer. Yep, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. So they have a whole, but you remember that time where you behaved in a way that I didn't like? Yeah, but you remember that other time where I behaved in a way that you did like? And yeah. also, you did that thing, and I, I thought that was unreasonable. And then finally, they kiss and make up. Yeah, of course. And of course, Brody tells a story about his um, uncle jacking off on a plane. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Do you, do you, would you like to? So my cousin, right, he was on a plane right coming back, and then there was turbulence. The plane was going down, so... He thought, well, I'm not going out like this. So he starts just jacking off. And then the guy next to him starts jacking off as well. By the end of it, everybody on this flight is jacking off. And then he's getting there, he's getting there, and then... Hydraulics kick in, plane levels out. Everybody puts their respective pieces away and contacts like nothing happened. Did he come or what? Jesus Christ, man, there's some questions you just don't ask. <laughs> That's fucking occasionally Brody just steals the fucking show. It's kind of great. <laughs> but wait, the police are here. Oh no. Um now Silent Bob. <laughs> now Silent Bob. Now, but the tape has fallen just out of reach. And luckily Billum being Billum, he has gotten so frustrated at this point that he has decided to the, weigh the place to lay, lay the He place is just like. so frustrated, Carl, and mm. he he runs around and tries to find he just Some wants to solace. see the goddamn sailboat. He just wants to see the damn sailboat. He can't see it for the life of him. Mm-hmm. And he runs to the backstage area, which is not secured for reasons we don't need to go into. And he starts kicking and hitting this the, post. Uh, the scaffolding. The scaffolding. And then it hits it to the point that it jumps this, the, the tape up into Silent Bob's hands. Just as Silent Bob has decided, well, nothing else has worked, I'm going to try the, the Jedi, Jedi mind, mind trick. trick. Yes. And it works for him, technically. Much to his surprise, it does work. He plates the tape in, and then it reveals Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon having sex with... Uh, Trish, Trish the Dish. Who looks very... Unimpressed. Unimpressed. Yeah. As he's going, yeah, you like that? No, like no, that? no, it's yeah. Who's your favorite new kid? Mm, yeah, call me Joey. <sighs> he's so gross. That girl is 15 years old. 15?! She told me she was 25. 36. Oh, told me she was 36. Come on. Tell me you wouldn't. Yeah, keep incriminating yourself, man. Just keep saying things. That's fine. We don't want you to succeed because you actually did an illegal thing. Yeah. So he gets arrested and taken away. Um, but uh, Brody, the two TV execs that Mr. Uh, the uh, Brandy's dad, Svenning. Mr. Svenning, is trying to impress, go up to Brody and offer him a a talk show right because the actual show they just saw was uninspired and bullshit yeah. whatever it's a staple of 70s tv yeah that's it was a thing in the 90s to bring back 70s uh, game shows yeah and again and it, and then there was again another revival of that in the noughties trying to appeal to 90s youth culture with a staple of 70s tv and why don't they remake good shows like bj and the bear you know exactly a story about a man and his monkey but um, again, uh, then uh, bro, uh, it, it's... But the police have now come by. They've sorted the shit out. Yeah. And as they're pulling Shannon away, 
Brody decides to take a swing at him, and they say, mm. whoa, 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 you can't just punch somebody in police custody. And they go, come on. And they go, okay, just once. Just one gut punch. Just one. That's fine. Yeah. Just punch the pedophile. And like, as mm, do you uh, want him to go to jail? Because that's a good way to not get him in fucking into jail. He's going to jail. He goes to jail. He does. As we're good. Revealed. This is like the next scene because it's the wrap up scene time. Uh, then J- Brandy, everyone's back together. Uh, we find out that um, T.S. and Brandy do get married at Universal Stu- at Universal Studios when Jaws pops out of the water. That's the most romantic thing I've ever heard, Carl. Yeah. Brody has got his own talk show with um, Rene as his drummer. Silent Bob says his first thing to Jay. Oh, excitement. It- P- pleasure. A Jedi craze, not these things. Oh, man, you talked? <laughs> yeah. Again, he's not commented on as much. No, but Jay says, like, oh, man, you talked? He does. He's like, oh, yeah, I never never had anything interesting to say before. Oh, they must have had that. That's, that's cut out. The only line he has in the release of War Rats is um, excitement, adventure, a Jedi craze, not least. He says that in the version I saw, too. That's and, the only thing. Oh, okay. And then Jay sort of goes, oh, J- Silent Bob, you talked. He goes, like, eh, I never had anything interesting to say before. Yeah, that's that saved for a much better reveal in the next Kevin Smith. Okay, because it occurred to me in Clerks, he does say a thing. Uh, but there's a lot of fine-ass women in the world. Not all of them bring you lasagna at lunch. Most of them just cheat on you. Exactly. But he doesn't say that to Jay. And in fact, Jay isn't in the room Jay's when he says room, that. Yeah. So as far as Jay's concerned, he's never heard Silent Bob talk. Or like, if we haven't seen that happen. Yeah, but it's, trust me, it's done much better in Chasing Amy. Okay, I also haven't seen that. But Yeah, but that's the next Kevin Smith movie. Sure. But one way or another, that's what I'm saying is... Oh, I, I sort of was like, but he said a thing in Clerks. Oh, actually, Jay no, and Silent Bob. Jay and Silent Bob and Susanna. <laughs> Susanna, yeah, the monkey. They walk away with an orangutan. Oh yeah, at the end. I'm going through my list. So the wrapping up is Silent Bob says his first thing to Jay. Uh, Willem is still very upset that he can't see the magic eye. Renee and Brody get back together. But now he's. Oh, I thought you mean you were doing the wrap up. The wrap. No, 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 no. We we're scenes. still. It's not the epilogue just yet. Mm. Uh, Brody gets offered the job as a TV presenter. That's what I call the wrap-up, because it wraps up the end of the movie. I understand. Now, <laughs> we're talking about the same thing using different yeah. words. Uh, Jerry's show is bullshit, and the TV execs know it. Jerry mm. gets arrested for broadcasting lewd and indecent images in a public forum and violating about 19 yeah. FCC regulations. Fucking good! <laughs> Aside from, like, they should have pulled the live feed the second the word fucking was uttered. Somebody is in that booth sleeping on the job. Oh, no, if this was happening backstage, you don't know that that room wasn't next to the room where they were getting stoned. Uh, you know what? You're fair. Yeah, yeah. it's fair enough. Now we're on just the post the guy, Just the guy who's running the monitor is just... Let's see how it goes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob also got them high. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, post-story epilogue. Brody mm. took over hosting duties of The Tonight Show, mm-hmm. but still lives with his parents. Yep. Renee became Brody's band leader and was well liked by his mother. Yep. Svenning finally got his network position. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. As a janitor. Oh yeah, sorry. TS and Brandy tied yep. the knot after graduation at Universal Studios, Studios Florida at the Jaws attraction. When Jaws pops his head out of the water. It's the most romantic thing I've ever yeah. heard, Carl. Yes. Um Trisha's book spent a record seventy-two weeks on the New York Times. Bestseller list. Mm. The movie will be out this Christmas. Yes. 
Carl, what are we watching? And Fuck! And, uh, uh, and she also seems to be in a relationship with LaFours, who's at the book signing. So LaFours become a security detail. In, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Because the way that she... The, the reason that LaFours has not stopped any of the nonsense yeah. around the stage is because he was spending the time being seduced no, 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 by no. Trisha. It's not that. It's just hijinks ensue, but he becomes Trisha's security. Yeah. No, no, no. In the, in the version oh. I saw, uh, T.S. legitimately gets Trisha to get the uh, movie to silent uh, to Jay. Mm-hmm. And then Jay's like, oh no, LaFour's though. We can't, I can't get this to him. I don't know what to do. Oh, and Trisha that, goes, that's added on your version. And Trisha goes, that's fine. I'll handle it. That's added on your and version. And she seduces LaFour's by going, hi. Mm-hmm. Which is enough for LaFour's to be like taking off his hat and going, ma'am. Yeah. It doesn't say anything. He just goes, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, and later on when it's like, but wait, where's LaFour's? Where is that guy? He sort of pops his head up going like, what the heck was that? And she sort of pulls him back down. Oh, yeah, that's not in my version. Yeah, it's, it was a funny scene, actually. <laughs> but I'm also like, right, so he's also... Uh, but what we got is, is the one where you see, we just assume he's just got to become his head of security. Yeah, so he... Th- the version I saw, it sort of implies, therefore, that they're still together after the book launch. And then there's Shannon, who's now... Got, um... Shannon made a lot of new friends in uh, Rahway State's correctional facility <laughs> it looks almost as uncomfortable big hand going over his hand <laughs> it looks almost as uncomfortable as the back, back of, of a volkswagen, volkswagen. Mm-hmm. and then jay and silent bob and Susanna go off on another adventure uh willem eventually saw the sailboat really yeah <laughs> god that was so good yeah. like, just the hope in his face at the epilogue really yeah oh willem you're so great who the fuck is that actor he's great even supply what is what has he been in? I know my this name guy. is Earl, uh, American History X. Uh, you'll recognize him when he's been in a bunch of stuff. I definitely recognize. Most people him recognize him. For, he's done a lot of comedy stuff. This is what I might recognize him from. He's in Wolf of Wall Street as well. Uh, but um, my name is Earl. He was Randy. My name is Earl, and um, most people know him as the larger actor in American History X. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I'm just like, yeah, I know the actor for reasons I Ethan, now can't Ethan, identify because I've seen Ethan, none of that, Carl. Ethan Supply. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Cool. But I, I've just named the main things he's been in. And yeah, Suzanne the Orangutan, Silent Bob, and Jay. Well, that's another story. Yes. And it will not be touched upon for about another 10 years after this movie comes out. Dang. And um, it, the epilogue says uh, Jay and Silent Bob will be seen n- again in Dogma. I think maybe I didn't see that. that it's in the, the, tra- the beginning. It's in the tra- the beginning of the uh, credits. Oh, then maybe I turned yeah. it off when the yeah, credits, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I didn't notice. Yeah, it says cool. uh, Jay and Silent Bob will return with Susanna in Dogma. Oh, okay, I didn't get that yeah, bit yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. So that's the movie. That's uh, that's Mole Rats. That's Mole Rats. That is the second Kevin Smith movie, the more Marvel-filled comic book movie that you were hoping for with Clerks. Right? Did you enjoy the movie? That was all right. You wasn't it didn't blow you away like Clerks did. Uh, Clerks was fun. I liked Clerks. Clerks had this like roller coaster ride for me where it was. It started off and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching, and then it sort of grew on me, and I really started liking and and getting to know the characters. And by the end of it, I, I really felt like, man, I hope they're good, but I, mm. I'm hopeful now mm. about 
them and their lives and my life and everything's everything's yeah, gonna work out. Yeah, whereas this movie is it felt of... like an emotional experience. This one felt like a popcorn movie. Yeah, it is. It, this one was a studio movie. This was again. He had a he every note the studio gave him. He took to heart. Sure. Like he didn't learn. It took him years to realize that you shouldn't always listen to what the studio tells you. Mm. Uh, but um, it was like it's the wacky antics of Jay and Silent Bob. In the first one, they were just like the weird drug dealers outside mm-hmm. who were sort of fairly endearing and had a bit of style. But otherwise, they were just the drug dealers outside the fucking mm-hmm. the convenience store, which I recognized in this movie because they drive past it. And I'm like, yeah, I noticed that. Yes, they do. I noticed the thing in a movie, they Carl. They do drive. Past I'm proud of myself. They do drive a quick stop and NXT. It's pretty fucking obvious, uh, I know. But it's, I, I, I'm proud of myself for recognizing no. a pop culture thing in another pop culture thing. I'm super happy yeah, with that. Yeah, you didn't realize that Michael Rooker was Yondu. Who? Uh, Mr. Svenning was Yondu. What's a Yondu? The blue guy from Gardens of the Galaxy. What's a galaxy? Oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it was all right. I, I'm not. I don't even know if I was blown away by Clerks, but it was super different, and I liked it, and it was a very different experience. Clerks this. is unique, whereas Mallrats is a is a teen comedy. Yeah, I guess I, going into this, I was sort of not expecting a teen comedy. So when it turned into one, I was mm. like, oh, I, maybe I'm a little disappointed by that. Well, don't worry. It, the next film is his much is his most dramatic movie. Okay. In chasing Amy, yeah, I'm like don't get me wrong. I liked it. I mm-hmm. liked it from a, you know, it's something to watch with some popcorn for some for a bit of fun. I I might throw it on again um, at some I, point. But I recommend it to people when uh, who are who loves to see Stanley cameo and stuff. Oh yeah, the cameo because, is great. Because I it's, just it's, it's actually a role. I wouldn't even yeah. call it a cameo. He has a role in this movie, and unfortunately, he won't get to. <laughs> He didn't get to do the biggest role he was ever going to be given, which was for Jay and Silent Bob reboot. He was actually given, like, the third act was going to revolve around Stan Lee. Mm. But unfortunately, he passed away before production, and the role went to Frank Garman, and, uh, Frank Garman, his co-host of Hollywood Babylon instead. Yeah, fair. I, I don't know. It's it's I, I get that. But it, it, even in that speech, I like Stan Lee. He's mm. great. But he's giving a pep talk to a character who, until this point, I've considered to be a complete dickwad. A guy I do not like. I don't want to see this yeah. guy do well. All I've seen this dude do is be real mean to his girlfriend, be borderline abusive to his friends, get beat up by a guy who's an even bigger dickwad than he is. Mm-hmm. Or actually maybe as much of a dickwad as he is in a lot of ways. In different, it's in different di- ways. And it's... also a criminal. So that's a, like different beyond the pale. <laughs> But, like, in the, his attitude and mannerisms, yeah. I mean, they're just different sides of the same assholey coin. Yeah. Right? I agree with you on that, but I... We're talking chaotic... We're talking somewhere like chaotic neutral to, like, lawful evil, right? That's yeah, what we're talking but about. But everything that's... A lot of things stem out of this movie to the fact that this movie is canon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, again, I get that. I, no, no, I totally no, no. get it. Know, I respect do you know, it. Do, do you know what I mean by that? Because you've said it to me before, and I, for no other reason, Carl... Uh, Why well, is it part well, of Well, Stan Lee's cameo in Captain Marvel is him reading the Morat scripts. Oh, right. So, so Stan Lee is canon in the... Because it, that that cameo was Stan Lee reading the script. It wasn't him playing someone else. That was actually Stan Lee. Yeah, so that's Stan Lee playing as Stan Lee 
reading the script Script for more rats but that doesn't mean mall rats is it it means no it means more rats exists in the marvel cinematic universe the film so that means kevin smith exists in the marvel cinematic universe yeah weirdly it means that kevin smith does but brody doesn't for example yeah yeah yeah. it's weird things like it's just the movie exists i I thought you meant they like shared a universe but i was like well that's it's paid it will be paid back because um kevin's just already showed the photo um brody is putting out comic books in his store Mm. in jay and sonable reboot and the last comic book he puts back and like holds on fondly yeah captain marvel number one yeah, I don't know. It's had these like weird little '90s things, like trying to force, uh, force like a snoochie boochie sort mm. of like uh, fucking catchphrase stuff. Yeah, uh, I didn't find I didn't find that terribly appealing. Uh, I found the Jay and Silent Bob stuff fun diversions, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. Like, why is why is Silent Bob a superhero now? It was it was again. Kevin Kevin Smith uh, took this movie like I'd never know if I'm going to be able to play be able to make a movie like this ever mm-hmm. again. Now, this might be the only movie I ever make mm. for budget. So he played it a bit safe so and did what the network wanted. And But he also did the bit, it's like, I, I'm I'm never going to be Batman in a movie, but oh, I, can, I, I can dress up like Batman in a movie. I'm never going to be... So that was Kevin Smith having fun with what he thought yeah. might be his last chance to do something. I mean, mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. But I mean, I, I don't... Viewer perspective, not taking any of that into account, just mm. like, is this a movie that I enjoyed? That's all right. Yeah. I would get, I'm sort of indifferent toward it. I wasn't expecting this. I didn't really laugh out loud at any point. I wasn't expecting this to set your world on fire, but you, you asked me if there was a more comic booky Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I I'm watched be, it. And I'm being truthful, this yeah. is the most comic booky Kevin Smith movie. It's definitely a comic if you book. Want, if, you yeah. want the, if you want the Christianity Kevin Smith movie, we're two films away. The Christianity Kevin Smith oh, the movie. Oh, the Catholic. Um, the Catholic, yeah, Catholic. No, it's Catholic. Oh, yeah, you can be a cataholic, you know. <laughs> Amazing. Um, no, but that we dogma. But I, so this is like your second favorite, though. So now I feel bad for shitting on it. No, no, you shouldn't be because again, it's not. I don't expect it to be everybody's favorite. Yeah. I have a soft spot for it because of what, how it fell into my life. My yeah. next favorite Kevin Smith movie is Red State. How old were you when you watched this? Uh, seventeen. Okay. Yeah, I feel like maybe this is just thirty-three-year-old me going like, I guess I'm just not the demographic. I'm no, not, no, no. I'm no Again, longer. I have a I have a kinship because because I've been watching these movies for. I've been a Kevin Smith fan for like fifteen years now. Well, as I said, I'm I'm just getting into it, so I guess there's there's not that much that dates it as nineties, nineties mm. lack of phones, I guess. But otherwise, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a fairly sort of timeless. Yeah, but they setting. don't really ever pay much thing in it anyway. Yeah, it's just kids in a mall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. Uh, yeah, but I think we can wrap the show up there. You can follow us on uh, Facebook at underscore pop culture pod. You can follow us on Twitter at pop culture uh, uh, underscore pop culture pod. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore pop culture pod. You can follow me on Twitter at halfblind1989. And you can follow Paul at... At speaker cone. At speaker cone. Um, on the next one for Paul will definitely be with Dan in the room and we will be discussing Avengers Endgame. Well, that's going to be the next PCP. No, 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 that's got to be a one for Paul. That's got to be a one for Paul? Yeah. Really? Because you've done Ragnarok and you've, and um, it's one of those things that if we discuss it on the show, that's all we're going to discuss and the show's going to run three hours. Fair. I would rather do a straight PCP and then mention we're going to do a one for Paul and give Endgame like a good hour and a half. Well, one way or another, we're going to figure out our behind the scenes format shenanigans. Mm. I put this in the chat and you both agreed. (laughs) Did I? Oh, fuck. I don't remember agreeing to anything. Yes. 
Well, dang it. Yes, after anyway. I saw Endgame, literally minutes after I walked out of the cinema, I messaged you both that. Ah, uh, well. I don't um, remember anything. It's all right. Um, we'll be back with PCP um, in hopefully next week. And if not the week after, you'll definitely get a one for Paul. One way or another, we're covering it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. It's not this one, but it's soon. Yes. So uh, hold on to your butts. I've been Carl Rowland. I've been Paul. And we'll catch you soon. Peace. Peace. Say, would you like a chocolate covered pretzel? Carl, what are we watching? <laughs>